Hello there, it is Nick Zangle coming to you live from California on this Thursday at 6 p.m. local time. And it is Thursday, like I said. So this is the live recap and react for season 11 of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, episode 11. And this episode was titled Ice Queen of the Desert. And as always, wherever you are watching or listening from, you can comment wherever you can. But if you are here live on YouTube in the live chat, make sure to say hi as you are here. And if you're listening or watching the replay, either on YouTube or on Rumble or on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure to say hello wherever you can as well. And with that said, we are going to jump right in. And as you guys join the live chat, I will acknowledge you after the first block here, but let's get right into it. So we pick up this episode. Well, actually, first of all, I want to say one thing about last week. I planned or I scheduled this live last week uh, and I realized that they didn't have a new episode last week. So the new episode was this week. So this live has been scheduled for almost a whole week. So anyways, block A, we pick up in the morning after the dinner where we saw last episode where Erica has basically opened up a lot about her marriage and some things about past stories we've heard some details that give us a little more context into what is happening with Tom Girardi and his mental state. Now we wake up in the morning to all these dirty dishes in the sink, flies on the food, and all the girls are kind of venturing into the kitchen not feeling so great after kind of a wild night. And we get a flashback to learn that Erica had left to go to her hotel for the night. But the girls continued to talk about what they had just learned about Erica's life. And what she had revealed that night with a soundbite, which is important, from Sutton after Erica had left, saying it that this whole situation reminds her of the Bernie Madoff situation where you don't really know what's going on and little pieces come out here and there and you start to really learn what was really going on down deep as things are investigated and come out in the news. So apparently after Erica left, they and um, Crystal... Or, yeah, Erica and then Garcelle hasn't arrived yet. They turned around the night as best as they could by having a dance party, which is this picture of what you see here, is it clearly has turned into something a little crazier, which, I mean, with this group, with Housewives in general, it seems like that seem, happens that way. But um, I think, honestly, I like that they showed this because I think we all need a dance party or some lightening of the mood, especially these girls with everyone all of us going through the pandemic, a crazy election cycle here in America, and then these girls with their friend Erica going through a lot right now. Um, I think they were were right to make the choice to try to have a little bit of fun at the end of a very dark, deep discussion with Erica at the dinner table. Uh, let's see. I see everyone here. Alyssa Violets is here. Hello. Um, you say, I have a question to ask, make sure to leave it in the chat and I will get to it in a few minutes. So they are now all grabbing their morning coffee, sitting down on the couch and Kyle then reads news of Tom, Erica's now ex-husband being secretly hospitalized. And this is coming out in the news and she's telling this to Lisa Renna on the couch who continues to do what Lisa Renna does and is acting shocked and surprised anytime news comes out about Erica that we don't hear Erica telling them. And so she always acts curious as well. 
So Dorit joins them and they're all kind of confused because Erica is supposedly not in contact with Tom. So they are all finding out about all this news along with Erica through her lawyer and through the news. And so the girls are basically saying that every day there is something new coming out and that Erica is clearly having to deal with all this extra pressure every single day onto her. And it's kind of up in the air if she's going to crack or not, but we'll see at the, towards the end of the episode, what she's actually going through and, and kind of, uh, her not really handling it super well at that point. So Crystal then shows up to the house from the hotel and they all plan to take electric bikes into town to grab some breakfast. And this is when Erica shows up from her hotel recounting the intensity of the night before in her confessional saying that she has a lot of anxiety because of everything that keeps coming out in the news. And so Erica says that she's actually going to choose to stay in the house and not go on the electric bike ride with the rest of the girls to the to town because she is just exhausted from everything that's going on. And Dorit then in her confessional says that it didn't really hit her how much trouble and how serious the situation is with Erica until the night before when Erica started spilling the beans about her marriage to Tom and more details about the accident that he was in that was more serious than what she led on a few years ago when the accident happened. And I think that last night or the dinner before this was actually the tipping point of these girls starting to question what is true and what isn't in this Erica saga. And so Dorit also makes a great point about, in her confessional, about questioning their friendships with Erica. And if she doesn't feel that she can confide in them in this really hard time, but be around them, are they really as close of friends as they think they are? And I thought, I want to add to this by saying maybe this is the limitation of developing friendships and meeting people on a reality TV show. So let me know what you think of that. Um, Let's see. Um, Okay, so the girls besides Erica and Kathy are biking on the road to town and Kathy wakes up and shares her room temperature was 76 degrees when sleeping to Erica and Sutton who are in the room. Erica shares her room was 68 degrees and Sutton sleeps with the fan on and the door open. I thought this was interesting. I just wanted to see if anyone wanted to share. I personally don't mind the temperature in the room as long as I'm not sweating in my sleep and or I'm at least able to kind of take some layers of sheets or comforter or whatever off to adjust the temperature. But anyways, I digress. Let's keep going. But the girls are now getting crepes. So this is them on their bikes. I forgot to change the slide. So now the girls are getting crepes and coffee in town and Lisa, Dorit, Kyle, and Crystal are eating outside on the patio set on a lawn that is roadside, which is something that I think we can all relate to having to do this past year. And maybe some of you still continue to do it. Well, we're continuing to do it depending on where you are. But Kathy then calls Kyle and asks her if she has any straws in her house for her morning shake. And if not, can you pick one up on the way back and maybe some chia seeds as well, prompting the girls to kind of discuss humorously about Kathy having help in her home basically most of her life. 
and basically running her home like a hotel because she is used to that lifestyle. And we also learned from Kyle that Kathy in the 80s used to live in the Waldorf Astorio, Astoria Hotel, which is this luxury hotel in Los Angeles. And there's a couple around the world. And so the girls admit that they're maybe they're kind of making fun of her because they're jealous of her, Kathy. Of course, they're saying this in a joking, loving way. But Dorit says if she was in Kathy's shoes, she'd probably choose to not be self-sufficient either. And I want to let me know what you think. If you were in the position of being a Kathy Hilton, meaning the wife of Rick Hilton, an heir to the Hilton Hotel brand, if you had that kind of wealth, would you take Kathy's path as well where you were able to hire help and not have to do as many things on your own? Let me know. So the girls are now back to discussing Erica since she is not with them and they're still kind of dealing with what they have learned from the night before. Kyle says she keeps thinking about what Erica said last night and can't imagine having an older husband that is cheating on her. And Dorit all kind of chimes in and corrects Kyle a little bit saying, it doesn't matter what his age is, it's just wrong to cheat on your spouse. And Erica according to Dorit, needs to know that she is on her own and that there is no chance of her getting help from Tom Girardi and that there's basically nothing left for her to get. And so that ends this block. And so I want to get to your live chats really quick to see what everyone is saying. Um, let's see. Nastia says, Erica again, spilling so much that her stories don't match. I completely agree. It's, it's almost like she has had so much pent up in her for all these years that when she does open that valve and let some pressure off, it, it just, there's so much to let out that, um, it just, it, it, it's hard for her to logically get it out there to where it makes sense, which is actually hurting her, I think. And of course, Erica normally is very calculated or I should say very careful about her wording. And so when she slips from that, I think that is where she gets into trouble for sure. Uh, let's see. The Malibu Wolf says, Howdy, Nick. I wouldn't mind living in a hotel. <laughs> um, thank you for being here, Malibu Wolf. I would say I probably wouldn't mind either. Um, I mean, if you have the choice, of course. I mean, if you're forced to do it, I, I wouldn't want to. But if I had the choice, maybe I would take that as a little bit of a vacation from real life if I had the choice to do that. Um, let's see here. Um, Nastia says, I absolutely, I would take Kathy's life in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think, I think anyone who's had to be on their own in any capacity would, would take the opportunity to be taken care of, um, if they had the choice, but we're going to learn in a few minutes and a few acts or a few blocks, the downside to not being self-sufficient and some of the things you lose as far as being in touch with reality. But we'll get to that in a few seconds. So let's continue on. So the next block, the girls are pulling back up to the house on their bikes. Crystal then heads back to the hotel to relax and chill for a little bit in her own space. Kyle hands off the straws that they got for Kathy to Dorit to give to Kathy and then they are all decorating Kyle's Christmas tree in the house to which Erica awakens from her nap and Kyle shares that they are all planning to play croquet later at the park and have dinner at Erica's hotel room that night. Now this is where Sutton 
kind of brings up to Erica, oh, now Erica, you have a house here, don't you? Meaning in La Quinta, which is in Palm Des the Desert, where they are. Of course, this is uh, Kyle's house. And Erica answers, yeah, Tom does. I don't know what the address is, but it's here somewhere around here, meaning in the neighborhood. So this is where we get a flashback to 2018, where, and you'll know why this year, 2018, is important besides the fact that that was when they filmed this this scene that they're showing and the scene was where erica shared with dorit and lisa at a restaurant that she has a few houses that she does not go to and one of them is one near kyle's house in la quinta this house and that she has never been inside of it and kind of laughs it off back at that time now kyle says that so Kyle is basically trying to look up in the homeowner's directory for the community where this house is because Erica's name should be on the homeowner's list in the directory. And Erica says, she'd like to know. Thank you very much. Which I think if I were her now, I would like to know as well. So Kyle pulls up the app, but finds out that the addresses aren't on there. It's just phone numbers and email addresses. So it doesn't really help figure out kind of what's going on or if she actually has a house there. But now they're in the kitchen and Kathy asks Erica in the kitchen, well, have you ever been to the house? And Erica basically says, no, of course, Kathy is not privy, privy to the information we just heard, even though she was in the other room. And I don't think Kathy knows Erica that well compared to some of the other girls. But Erica answers no. And in her confessional, Kyle makes a very logical point and a question that I think most of us normal folk who maybe aren't on this level of wealth would be asking, which is, how do you own a home that you don't have the address to and have never been to? To which Erica in her confessional says, she did ask Tom about the La Quinta house, but was always shut down about it and just never pressed the issue anymore because he didn't want to talk about it. Now Sutton then, add, Sutton then adds more context about how in a marriage, especially of that stature, there is stuff you don't know about in that type of marriage. And Sutton shares that in her marriage, she did not learn until she was divorced that she was actually a partial owner of two minor league baseball teams. So apparently this is not uncommon. But Erica says also that the house there must be occupied Somehow, it's not just sitting there empty, prompting Erica to state what Kyle was didn't want to say but said she was thinking, which is that there could potentially be another family of Toms in that house. And so Kathy then says she thinks there is a way to kind of ask where it is since Erica's name is attached to the homeowner's records. And Kathy says that she often travels a lot and has a lot of properties in a lot of places and actually gets confused too. And that Erica kind of jokes about it in her confessional saying that uh, maybe Kathy can get away with asking for kind of the security to let her into a house. But she doesn't think that her, Erica, uh, would be able to get that to work. But Kyle then asks the general manager to give the address. But the conversation then turned to asking Erica what she thinks of the news from that morning about Tom's health and him being allegedly secretly admitted to the hospital for some reason and that the lawyers are saying that his poor health 
is what contributed to his poor decision making regarding the funds that were supposed to go to the victims that he was representing and his law firm was representing. Erica answers by saying she does not know what that is or where that comes from. Another thing that we'll come back to later. So now we are at the park. I'll get to your live chats in a few seconds, but we are now at the park and the girls are setting up the cro croquet set. Lisa Renna is sharing about how she played croquet growing up until they had a pool in their backyard. Um, and she asks Siri how to play. Um, and then she, so they're all learning how to play. And Kyle says in her confessional, something I want your take on, which is she thinks there's this idea that once you are successful and live in a nice neighborhood, that playing croquet is just something you do and some idea that people have of successful people. Now, Dorit in her confessional says, says she has never played, but Sutton says she's kind of a nerd and or a cro croquet nerd and she does play. Um, now, Erica says she feels worse after playing, even though this was supposed to help her feel better. And they get silly and kind of end the game as Kathy is walking up to meet them and sit in the shade. So I personally want to say about the croquet thing. Um, I like playing croquet. I have played croquet quite a few times. I don't consider, but I don't consider myself someone that came up in like this uppity, like rich world. So I think it's actually a game that's pretty simple and fun that can be enjoyed by all. So let me know what you think of croquet and if you've played and if you like it or if you think it's just some bougie rich person's game. Let me know. But as they are sitting on the lawn, they talk about Garcelle showing up that night. She's arriving and her not wanting to stay in the house, allegedly because of the coronavirus COVID reasons. But they're kind of alluding to the idea that maybe she actually doesn't want to stay there because of Lisa Renna and maybe Kyle and just wants her own space. But I think, so I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent or a little bit of a soapbox here regarding the virus, but I think the COVID excuse um, that Garcelle is allegedly using and them saying that uh, is, is an excuse for actually not wanting to be around Lisa Renna and maybe Kyle because they say that Garcelle doesn't follow them too on Instagram. But this is confusing because she wants to stay in a hotel because of COVID but she comes to the house of people that she's already stayed at with week stayed at or stayed with weeks ago in Tahoe then goes to a hotel to interact with more people staff whoever outside of her normal people which is having her be in contact with more people than normal and maybe it's obviously because she doesn't want to sleep with in the same place as some other girls need some low time but if you are someone who believes in the science this doesn't make sense to me considering three of the girls, Kathy, Kyle, and Dorit, have now caught and recovered from the virus weeks before this, meaning your chances of catching COVID from this group are less than when you were in Tahoe. And even if she is using COVID as the reason when it's actually something else, that to me isn't a good look either because in my opinion, it gives credibility to those saying that the virus is being taken advantage of for other purposes. And also, Kyle's house that they're staying at is very large, open concept. They have those huge doors that they open up and let a lot of fresh air in and in the common areas. So let me know of your experience the past year of people using COVID as excuses. And we're going to get to your live chat because this is the end of this block. So we have a few questions I've thrown out there. Let me see what everyone's saying. Um, 
Nastia says, I know a lot of these women are kept women, but damn, how can your husband have a whole whole houses and minor league baseball teams in your name and you know nothing about it? Yeah, and this goes back to what we learned, I think it was last episode, where Kathy was saying she trusts her husband so much to the point where she would sign anything. So I can imagine if Sutton and Erica have that mindset as well when they were married, that you'd be signing over your you being i don't know owning houses owning cars owning baseball teams owning whatever bank accounts overseas whatever so yeah it's very interesting nasty says also as an adult how can you turn your life so completely over to someone else that you don't have a bank account or a debit card and i agree with that i feel like if your name is on the bank account or yeah, if you're yeah, if you if you have a shared bank account, you should have access to it, in my opinion. Just just saying. Um, let's see here. The Malibu Wolf says it sounds like Kathy has experience in losing homes. LOL. Um maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, you also say, remember Garcelle's ex had a whole separate life on the side. And I think Garcelle um He's going to allude to this later regarding Erica opening up to Garcelle, considering what Garcelle went through. So, yeah, I think they are missing that point. I think Garcelle could really help her a lot. And we're going to see kind of them have their friendship be tested and kind of um, be fractured a little bit um, in a few seconds. Nastia says, I don't buy that Tom's poor health led him to stealing money from clients. It was happening long before then. I think in the beginning he thought he would just he would just borrow the money and use future cases to pay back old clients he didn't pay in full. But his creditors came calling all at once and the house of cards came crumbling down. It takes a smart man to run a Ponzi scheme. And yes, I think maybe in recent years if he was doing funny things his decision making was was clouded, but apparently, from what I've read and from what I've seen before the season even started, um, there was a long history, like 20, 30 years of bar complaints for Tom Girardi in California that were basically ignored or some some are alleging that he basically paid off people to not take action against him. And so um, I can see how... N- if those things weren't, if action wasn't taken against those things all all along, how it could get to this point where maybe he thought he can get away with all this, and I do think you are right, Nastia, that he was trying to keep up with this, meaning like take money from certain things and hoping to to give it back or whatnot, and maybe that rush of that or the rush of having basically like unlimited money because he was winning humongous lawsuits, and I'm talking like multi billion dollar lawsuits. Um, and he was obviously a really well-known lawyer and was, was not having trouble getting cases to his law firm, like you said, Nastia. So I think, yeah, I think it was just a matter of time before things caught up with them. And the term Ponzi scheme is going to come up, um, I think next week, but we're going to see that in the previews. And I also think of people who leverage debt to try to get wealthy, hoping that one day it'll all pay off. I think of 
a kind of a financial guy guru, Dave Ramsey, who his whole career, whether you like him or not, his whole career in the financial space as far as helping people is based on the fact that he in his 20s uh, was getting all these mortgages and getting all these rental properties and thinking that he was rich and kind of like what happened with Erica and Tom at once all of his notes and all of his mortgages or whatnot were asked to be called on or were called on when the bank got bought out all at once and he didn't have anything to pay for it so I think it could be a very similar situation to that so with that said let's move on to the C block but before we get started with this block if you're here live still or on the replay still listening or watching and you've enjoyed this so far I don't normally I'm this is kind of new for me but um, I would love it if you tap or clicked the thumbs up button if you're on YouTube or the rumble on rumble or a rating on the podcast platform if you are still here that would be excellent with that said let's keep going so we picked up with Garcelle showing up to the house in a mask a face shield and a bunny suit kind of as a joke to kind of joke around with the three girls that are there that have just uh recovered from the the virus and oops and sorry i accidentally clicked something and i thought it was funny but again it doesn't track with the seriousness people are preaching about how we should take this virus and the reasoning for Garcelle wanting to be at the hotels. But anyways, I digress. I've already been on my soapbox about the virus already. But we are now at the hotel with Garcelle and Crystal later that night getting ready for dinner at Erica's uh, hotel room. And Crystal fills in Garcelle on what Erica unveiled the night before since Garcelle was not there. And Garcelle seems actually shocked about Erica sharing this and sharing with the girls that Tom was cheating on her all these years. So that is tabled, and Erica is now having everyone over to her casita hotel room where they are all having drinks. Garcelle addresses Erica, saying, What doesn't kill you, make you makes you stronger, kind of giving her a little like a little motivation. And we learn that Erica has actually one person helping her there with her dog who's with there who's there with her. And Erica also says here that she's learning to do things on her own learning to do things on her own and that she just learned how to go into a bank in March, meaning March of 2020, which was only about nine months prior to this this scene being filmed. And what I have to say about the Erica comment about the bank was that I think it's more jarring for her and her friends that she hasn't physically gone into a bank and had to do things than it is for maybe someone my age, I'm 25, or someone younger who we've kind of come up in an age as banks were moving to kind of digital and more automated systems. Um, but Kathy says she actually doesn't know either. And so I think it may be also just a class thing, meaning women who are well off, who are taken care of by their husbands, just don't have to think about something like that. So there's that. But Erica then shares that they got room service delivered in paper bags and that they are all complaining, complimenting the food and saying it's actually kind of cool that we're kind of roughing it a little bit than, than we're used to. And Kathy says, Garcelle, you missed last night. So this is where we get a recap 
of the mishaps of Kathy that we saw last episode. Kyle then updates Erica on what her and Crystal found regarding her house and that they found it on Google saying that it was sold in 2018, the year that the comment from Erica came up um, about the house on the show um, and that it is less than a mile away from Kyle's house. But Erica is confused saying, how can he sell the house without telling me? And Sutton says, well, you can't. And this prompts Sutton to share about the forensics um, regarding finances in the divorce with how that's important with men of this stature and with this amount of money and how they may be hiding things. And if you're going to get half of what they have, you want to make sure that everything is is uh, accounted for. Um, this is when Garcelle kind of asks what, what the gar- forensics are and Dorit and Sutton seem to know the most about this and are kind of giving Garcelle a little more insight into what this is and how you can find out where offshore accounts are, Turks and Caicos money, shell companies, and all this sorts of stuff. And Sutton basically advises Erica, maybe you should hire my ex's forensics team because they did a lot of that. So this is where they play a game where everyone goes around saying one word to describe themselves. Dorit describes herself as hardworking, to which Kyle takes the opportunity in her confessional to poke fun at Dorit saying, you forgot to say talkative in her in a fake accident to kind of um, get at Dorit. Uh, they're also, Kyle says honest. Kathy says that there are too many words, but she settles on proud. Crystal isn't able to come up with a word. And as she's doing that, Kyle makes a joke saying, what would Confucius say as a joke? To which Erica and I at first thought Kyle was kind of being rude and kind of making fun of Crystal because she's Chinese and kind of saying that. But we actually learn and get a flashback to Lake Tahoe a few weeks ago where we find out that Crystal shared with them that, um, let me make sure everyone's good. I thought maybe my sound went out. No, okay, we're good. Uh, flashback to Lake Tahoe where we learn that something, we learn Crystal is actually a descendant of Confucius and uh, that she is the first generation born outside the village village where Confucius was born and that they have the longest family tree in the world of 76 generations, which I thought was a very interesting, cool uh, stat from Crystal. But Sutton describes herself as eccentric Erica says that she's tough, but not in a mental way, not in a physical way, but in a mental way. Garcelle then shares that she and Erica are similar in that they have hard exteriors, but have a a fragile inside. And this is where Garcelle says that she is not worried about Erica. But Kyle in her confessional says that she does not know if Erica will actually end up coming out on top of this. And... This is where the dinner ends and the night ends and the block ends. So let's get to your chats again. Let me take one sip of water. All right. All right, we're good. So the Malibu Wolf says Erica's hotel room seemed much more luxurious than Crystal's. Yeah, Erica's almost looked like she was at a house, like like a, a 
a ranch style house and crystal looked like she was more in a hotel but i don't know if they were staying at the same resort or not i think they were i don't remember pretty sure they were that would make sense um yeah because they walked over to her place but anyways let's let's continue on to block d so it is now the morning or that was see that was there was garcelle okay so now is now the morning and garcelle is on the phone with her assistant sharing her plans for the day saying she might have have drank too much the night before and isn't going to go shopping with the rest of the girls but rather is going for a hike with crystal and erica now the girls are at the house the ones that stayed at the house talking about the stress of having to order christmas presents that day online or they wouldn't come in time for christmas and i just think wow what a stressful thing to have to <laughs> buy christmas presents but they're obviously well off but cut to erica garcelle and crystal on the desert hike as you see here they're complimenting the view and garcelle then shares more about growing up in haiti and her mom not liking spiders because they were talking about how little little animals are running past them as they're heading towards their hike and growing up with her family mostly being in florida and naming all six of her brothers and sisters of which we learn that garcelle is the youngest they go and sit and look at the view which is really cool and this is actually reminds me of one of my favorite things about california in general is we have such diverse and so many different topographical areas meaning desert mountains we have evergreen mountains we have coastal mountains we have high desert low desert valleys snow beaches whatever you want to call it sand dunes whatever you want to whatever type of weather or climate you can think of mediterranean non um we have it here so i think that's really cool that they're showing this uh view but the other girls are then in town shopping and sipping on champagne in the store and they're also making fun of kathy's outfit now kyle grabs the phone from kathy when she is on uh, facetime with her daughter nikki and they're kind of roasting Kathy's outfit that you see here. And um, I think it was it's funny, again, to see Kathy doing this because she's good uh, comedic relief. And Kathy makes a point in her confessional saying, who are we impressing on this trip? It's a girl's trip in the desert. Who are we dolling up for? And not to mention they're not seeing that many people because it's, it's not very busy because of the lockdowns and whatnot. But... Then we go back to the hiking scene with them sitting. And this is where things open up a little more with Erica. Starting with Garcelle asking Erica to kind of catch her up on what's going on because Garcelle hasn't been there for a few days. Erica says there was a hearing that morning with Tom. And Garcelle then asks about the finances of Erica. But in her confessional says it is killing her inside not to ask. Because I'm with Garcelle on this one. It is hard to have someone telling you these new things that are kind of opposite and different from what you've been told before only a few weeks ago and not have questions. And I think any true friend would be asking from a good place to maybe just give her a space to vent and get it off her chest and maybe even help in some way. So Garcelle is saying in her confessional that she knows she is not supposed to ask about finances, but, uh, Erica saying that she doesn't have a debit card and doesn't have allowance just makes her want to ask 
more about how she lives and how she did it. Um, and then we also get a flashback to Garcelle asking Sutton last episode or last season about her finances because she was going through a divorce and wondered how they got all the money. But Erica in her confessional says she basically lived on credit cards and then would just ask Tom for cash if if she needed it because he always had cash on hand. And this was, um, we learned that Tom was doing all the finances, especially with his law firm, law firm uh, because it wasn't her law firm. And they all kind of agree that that was a good thing now, looking back, knowing what we know now. But personally, as someone who's kind of on a debt-free journey, where I am and kind of always have, have been um, ever since making money and having expenses, uh, tracked kind of every penny that goes in and comes in and goes out. Hearing Erica say these things, and let me know what you think about not really having any control over that is both shocking as someone who doesn't come from that type of lifestyle, kind of anxiety inducing, knowing what she's going through now, and also seeing how much of a negative impact it seems to be having on her now is something I don't think I ever want to stray too far away from and something that I think we can all learn from whether we are the ones who are the breadwinners or we are the recipient of the bread or somewhere in between. I think it's a good lesson for all of us to just keep an eye on your finances. That's all. Okay, let me get to your chats and see what everyone has to say. I think we're all good here. Okay, so block E, this is where Garcelle asks Erica if she got a heads up about the lawsuits prompting her to file for divorce. Erica is kind of shaking her head up and down as Garcelle is asking that question, but she says, no, I did not. And this is the, the clip we saw in the season preview in the trailer for the season. And again, the Bravo and the team are following through on showing everything that they showed in the preview, unlike some seasons where they show something and they end up cutting it for some reason. But Erica says, this is now a battle with someone who has completely changed since his head injury, which was part of the story that she shared last episode of which Garcelle was not present. So she's getting caught up on this. Um, and Erica is sharing that he was just more and more getting more and more angry with her as his mental condition got worse. And we hear her share more about how she knew what this was, Erica, because she watched her grandmother have Alzheimer's. And this is where Crystal also shares more about her father who had Alzheimer's and them bonding over how taxing it is to be a caretaker of someone with a disease like Alzheimer's. And I know personally, I have witnessed the toll this takes on family who are watching other people in their lives close to them deteriorate like that in front of their eyes. And it is torture. So I, I just, no matter what's happening or what's going on, I think it is something that is uh, hard to see someone going through. But this is where it gets kind of confusing because Erica is, says, in this scene that she does think Tom made poor decisions regarding the victims in recent years because he was in this mental decline and those aren't normal decisions of his. But earlier in the day when the news broke that she told the girls in the kitchen or she told the girls in the kitchen as they were telling her and asking her her opinion that she didn't know where those allegations were coming from or anything about that. So maybe she meant she didn't know about the hospitalization, the recent hospital, 
hospitalization that just came out that day. I don't know, but she shares that he is denying to this day his mental deterioration, but pauses and adds at the last second from what she is told, which means to me that she is clearly trying to be careful about what she says and is sometimes on the verge of slipping up or being a little too unfiltered and maybe is actually in contact with him when she shouldn't be. And so Erica then says that she, when she came home from Broadway, due to the pandemic shutting down Broadway, they would start by eating every night together dinner, but quickly he was deteriorating from the beginning of the pandemic until the end of 2020, which was about nine months. And things got worse from there where he would shut everything down, where she would ask questions. And Erica says she would actually start getting calls from the lawyers at Tom's law firm on what they should do about Tom. And they would be crying on the phone with her because they're seeing him deteriorate too. And it's very sad to watch, according to what Erica says. And so Erica just basically says it's a very bizarre ending to someone like Tom who had this illustrious, well-known public career. So now they are starting to walk back to the car and Crystal is sharing, basically trying to comfort Erica saying, you know what, it will pass. You will get through this. To which Erica says she wishes the pain for Tom would stop and she wishes that he would just turn in his bar card and work this out. And as they're walking back, she also shares that he still calls her every day an indication that there is a chance that she is still talking to him. But she says that she has to have her lawyer call his lawyer to tell him to stop calling Erica because it happens so often. And in her confessional, Erica says that Tom, because he is in legal jeopardy, she cannot talk to him, which has been consistent in her story from this whole time. And she says that if she is asked when the last time she has spoken to Tom is, she has to be able to say the day that she left. In her confessional, then she pauses, kind of looks to the side and says, which is true. And this to me was a little indication that maybe she isn't telling the full truth. Because if you're actually telling the truth, you don't have to, unless she's panicked and just like completely, just this whole situation is messing her up. I feel like if you're actually telling the truth, you don't have to tell people verbatim, I am telling the truth or I'm being open and honest, which is something that will come up later. Just a thought. Let me know what you think. But she then tells the girls that he is leaving messages or the girls being Garcelle and and, um, and Crystal. Uh, this, by the way, this was the face that we saw, but um, that he's leaving messages saying, I love you. I miss you. Come home which is not the reception she got the morning she left him, according to what she said, where she did not get reciprocated the I love you to her on the day that she filed for divorce and he got served and she left. So let me know what you think of all this. I'm sticking to what I said weeks ago about how I don't think Erica wanting a divorce after learning about the lawsuits makes the divorce a sham divorce, considering she says he was changing in front of her and was a different guy than the guy she married and all the revelations about character things that were regarding these lawsuits that um, weren't the character that of the person that she thought she married. So I think that should be grounds for divorce. 
And I don't think she should have to hide that this is what prompted a divorce. Now, maybe she thinks if she admits that now, that it will be used against her. One second. And I'll be getting to your live chats in a few seconds, but um, let's see. Um, yeah, I just want to say I'm sticking to my, my thing. Okay. Um, so we are back now at the house with all the girls and Kathy brings back Del Taco. Actually, you know what? Before I get into this, let me get to your live chats really quick. Um, cause I saw some of you were talking about what we just said. The Malibu wolf says, I'm pretty sure Tom didn't let Erica know anything about their money because it wasn't their money. It was his in his mind. And I, I agree with that. I think that's, I think that's the biggest, I think indication that we have that Erica was not complicit in this. The Malibu wolf says Tom and Erica talk, but through their lawyers, I think what she was saying was because he is trying to contact her, she can't respond saying, stop calling me, stop texting me, because then it'll be indication that they're, they are talking in ways that they shouldn't be. Um, but her having to tell her counsel, basically, or her attorneys to tell his attorneys to tell him to stop talking. I think that's a pretty standard thing um, regarding this situation where you kind of have the lawyers talk to each other, I'm pretty sure, but, um, and the Malibu Wolf says it's the timing of the divorce. Yeah. And the timing is suspect, but I don't think the timing, um, if the reasoning is she, the timing is suspect regarding her involvement in this, but I do think there is a chance even with the timing that she isn't guilty, if that makes sense. But the timing of whether she found out that recently or that quickly and, and filed that quickly doesn't add up with her story of her taking time to tie up loose ends in her life to be able to leave. So there's a lot of things here going on. And maybe they, um, maybe they, the timing of when she knew about the, the lawsuits or when he knew about the impending lawsuits may be different than when we found out in the news or it might have been earlier than we thought. I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot going on that we don't know about either. So anyways, the girls are back at the house and Kathy brings back Del Taco. I know a Del Taco bag. They didn't say Del Taco, but I know it's a Del Taco bag. Trust me. And for the girls and raise your hand also in the chat if you are a Del Taco fan. I know I am. But before Kathy brings back the tacos, Kyle is in the kitchen getting them snacks and the hiking crew, Garcelle, Crystal, and Erica are sitting on the couch and Garcelle is quietly saying to Erica how her sharing about Tom still calling her is one of the saddest things she's heard so far in this situation regarding his his health and asks Erica if she's ever wanted to just get off the train to which Erica says yes you would want to get off this train so Kathy arrives with the tacos is what you see here on the on the table Lisa Rana comes back to the room as well and those bags of tacos are my personal heaven so I was kind of jealous that they were there um, anyways, so now they're starting to share what their plans are for the Christmas holiday. Kyle says she's going to Aspen. She won't be in this house. 
and Erica says that she will be back in her Hancock Park house and got gifted a fake tree to decorate to kind of feel somewhat festive during a rough time. Now, Kyle asks about the latest development in Erica waiting for a transcript from her lawyer before saying anything, but she says in her confessional that when lawyers are involved, it is best to stay quiet. But she said, depending on the news from her lawyer, that she may actually leave the trip early. And Garcelle says, and this is where it kind of gets a little heated, um, to the group and kind of addresses Erica saying, if you don't mind, I, or let me make sure I'm saying this correctly, um, says to the group, Erica, if you don't mind me saying, you shared with us that Tom still calls you. And Erica says, well, I do mind you saying that because I think you're actually betraying our friendship right now, but please have your moment. Go ahead. You've already started. And Erica kind of shuts, or Garcelle kind of shuts down when she realizes Erica is kind of giving her a frustrated kind of reaction. And Erica says, well, then I'll tell the fucking story. To which she says to the girls what she told Erica and Crystal about Tom still calling her and saying that she doesn't pick up the phone and, and whatnot. But Erica kind of says in a kind of aggressive way saying, you got it out of me once and you now you want to do it again in front of the group. To which Garcelle says, that wasn't my intention. And Erica replies, don't fucking sugarcoat it. And that's kind of where things take a very quick turn downhill. But um, that is where this block ends. And before we get into the last block, I want to see what everyone is saying. Um, the Malibu Wolf says, the problem is there really is no warning before Erica pops off. We've seen it before, yes, and we're going to get to that in a few seconds where they do a montage of when Erica has really just out of nowhere kind of um, lost her temper with the girls. So let's get into that. But before we get into the last and final block, I wanted to say if you're still here and you end the preview and for the next episode and you make sure if you are not already and you would like to be subscribed to the channel, make sure to hit subscribe, tap or click it wherever it is on the platform you're tuning in from. But let's get into the final block, which is... Kyle sharing the past times where Erica has been triggered and basically lost her temper, whether it's in um, Tokyo on in a dinner when um, her son was brought up and she went off the handle about her son being brought up, even though it wasn't intended to go after her son, whether it's her with Teddy, when Teddy says that she was manipulative or something like that or calculated and Erica didn't like that or a few other situations where Erica kind of lost her temper. But Garcelle in her confessional shares her shock at Erica's reaction to her kind of bringing up what they shared with her because someone shares something and Erica reacts kind of crying. Just because someone shares something with you in, in a small group doesn't mean that they want the entire group to discuss it. And I don't necessarily agree with Erica on that because I think it depends on what it is. And Garcelle is right on this about saying, thinking it wouldn't be a big deal to bring this up with friends. She's no longer than Garcelle and Crystal, who were the two that were shared this information in a smaller group on the hike. And so this is when Erica walks out of the room crying and hyperventilating. And Crystal then shares as with the group saying that this seems to be a misunderstanding because Erica said um, outside of the car as they were leaving hiking, 
that she didn't want to bring this up to the rest of the group. And apparently Garcelle had already gotten in the car and did not hear Erica say this to Crystal. And so that is why Erica and Garcelle are kind of not seeing eye to eye on this and why it appears they're both being blindsided by both Garcelle bringing it up and Erica reacting the way she did. But I would only think Garcelle is wrong for putting Erica on the spot like this if she had known Erica did not want to talk about this. But it is clear, and Crystal is saying this, that Garcelle was not aware that Erica did not want this shared with the group. And this is the point where I kind of wonder how much producing is going on behind the scenes, meaning producers encouraging the other girls to not hold back with Erica regarding addressing the situation and asking her questions. Even if it's as something as subtle as reminding the girls that in their contracts, it states they can't sue each other for any reason on the show, um, which is what allegedly is in their contracts. So Erica to, me, Erica to me is throwing me off with this because Garcelle was there, like I said, with a new friend, Crystal, sharing this. So if Crystal is allowed to hear this information, then I think everyone else in the group who Erica has known for a lot longer would be okay with knowing this of course, there are different factors and levels of priority of friendship and whatnot, and Garcelle said that in her friendship or in her confessional, but I think maybe Erica also knows it is all about to unravel to a really bad place, and Garcelle was about to maybe press for more from Erica, and maybe this is also an indication that Erica isn't telling the whole truth, because Sutton makes a good point too in her confessional about this reaction not really tracking with what on the surface triggered Erica in this scene that there must be something else going on. So we end this episode with Erica in the bathroom hyperventilating. Um, and by the way, this is Erica kind of getting mad at Garcelle and Kyle's reaction to learning Erica confirming what Garcelle said um, and Erica crying again and Garcelle saying, I didn't want her to react this way. But this is the door that she's behind saying that to herself as she's hyperventilating i've tried to be open and honest and that goes back to what i said by saying if you have to say these things out loud maybe you're either really trying to save yourself or um thinking people aren't believing you or you actually aren't being open and honest and you're not telling the truth but now i know a lot of people are going to say this was erica working herself up to get sympathy and because she knows she's on camera and I personally don't think that this is certain because I know every once in a while I get to this point where I break down very similar to, similarly to Erica, especially this past year where it seems like the world has been imploding around us at times and many life-changing stress tests were put on us more than probably ever before. Um, and so I kind of relate to Erica on that level, but it looks kind of bad from our perspective. But one thing I want to say before we get into the, what the preview said for next week is that I think Erica better watch out for Crystal and Garcelle because G Crystal shared with Garcelle what happened that night before at the dinner table where Erica shared about her marriage more. And she did that behind her back. But the only difference I think too is granted Erica was sharing that story with the whole group that night. So it does have a little bit of a different context, but I think it does justify what Garcelle was saying in questioning her friendship with Erica if 
Erica felt open with the group the night before where Garcelle was not present and then shared something with Garcelle in private when then didn't want that shared with the group. It seems like Garcelle is being held to a different different standard than the rest of the group regarding Erica and what she is sharing. So, next episode sees the girls together minus Erica and Garcelle at a dinner. And we learn that Harry Hamlin, for whatever reason, has acrylic nails. And the news comes out of Erica being potentially, allegedly, complicit in the things that are being alleged. And that she has been denying involvement so far on the show with allegations that we hear repeated of it being a Ponzi scheme. To which the preview ends with Sutton saying she doesn't know if she wants to be around Erica at this time. My guess she's saying that is because she does not want to be implicated or be guilty by association with Erica's because they are friends. So, before I get into the, the live chats of what we're all saying, um, make sure to check and give me give me your last thoughts and we'll read them out and, and discuss. Make sure to, before you leave, check the description box for more, including how to sign up for my free email list where you'll get email notifications, free email notifications of the live when it's scheduled and the link to set the reminder. Also, if I do premiered videos that aren't live streams, I'll send the reminder as well to be able to join the live chats there. Also make sure before you head out to click around the channel for more um, content until next time. And um, let's get to your live chats now. So the Malibu Wolf says, Garcelle should have apologized in that moment, right or wrong. And I think Garcelle, in that moment, she did, um, Erica did confront her saying, after she said, you've tried to hurt me once or get this out of me once and you're doing it again. And Garcelle then said, you know what? I own it. I own it. So she, she didn't apologize, but she said she owns it. But I don't think, from my, my perspective, I don't think Garcelle was wrong for doing that. And it doesn't appear she was trying to be didn't have ill intent towards Erica. And also, I think it jives with what was going on too because this whole weekend, they have been asking Erica what she thinks of the news going on and asking her her opinion on things and trying to get her, where, get her perspective on things. And so uh, I don't think it was that far-fetched. But I do think where Garcelle was kind of wrong with this is Eric, she said, Erica, do you don't mind me bringing this up? And then proceeded to just say what she was going to say anyways, regardless of didn't really give Erica a chance to say, like, is it what we talked about earlier? I don't think I'm ready to share this right now kind of thing. Um, Garcelle kind of didn't really give Erica a chance to say, I don't want to really share this. So I think that is where she's wrong. And maybe Garcelle will come around to learning this. But I kind of see Garcelle's point saying, why is this a surprise since we've been sharing all this stuff? Um, before about your marriage. So I don't know. It's very, very um, heated situation, if you will. So I'll give you guys a few more seconds to share any more last minute thoughts on this episode. And if you're listening or watching on the replay, or if you're in the live chat and you have other thoughts that come up af after we conclude here, make sure to leave them in the main comment section, wherever you are able to comment. And with that said, click around for more content and I will talk to you in the next one. Thank you so much for joining me.
Bye-bye.